Hey guys, we'll be supporting the talk for sport, talking for sons paraton. Head over to patreon.com Latin dog talking sons. Good enough. <laughs> My mouth feels gross too. Welcome to Talking Sons, the most playable podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, episode 21, Ancient Oak Lore. Theme music goes here. Ba-dang, ba-dang, ba-dang. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that my four-year-old recently informed my wife that she has a pretty cool butt. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but... Oh. <laughs> All right. But not, <laughs> not something you want to hear from your four-year-old. Teach him young. <laughs> Uh, about their mom though yeah, yeah. no teach them young mm. oh god this isn't no I'm not gonna say it no wait it. can you whisper can you whisper it it's not Alabama <laughs> I mean they do live in Florida <laughs> it's just a step to the left <laughs> right exactly hi my name is Kelly uh, come back to your fact. microphone say it again I'm sorry <laughs> Uh, hi, my name is Kelly. My dad fact of the day is that I got new glasses and they're pretty cute. They are. Hell yeah. Adorable. Coats Bitches love adorbs. them. How did I not notice earlier? <laughs> you look great <laughs> right now. Thank you. You guys are so sweet to me. I love it. Mm-hmm. See, this is why we need to start doing the video call thing. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should. Like one episode, just like one, it might break my computer. Two, I feel like just mm. maybe even for the intros of just like, just really witness each other to like really feel the energy, really, <laughs> really vibe together. And then we can turn it off because I don't know if we can... After that, we no longer vibe. My desktop yeah. does not have a video camera, so I cannot do that. <laughs> well, we all know what Kelly looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture at the beginning of every session. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm the Coochie Man, Nikki. What? And this- <laughs> no. Coo-coo Coochie? And- and- <laughs> Let me try that again. Uh, hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm the Coochie Man, Nikki. And my dad fact for this episode is that I da, 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 beat Breath of the Wild. Yay. You were Hooray. very sad about it. I'm so sad about it. I, I, I'm mostly sad because I can't just like hang out in the world while Ganon's not there, which like, yeah, maybe none of the enemies would be there. But what's the fun? I already did it. What's yeah, up like that? Like what? Yeah. Like I don't need to defeat them again. Like why is it that all these games that give you like a super powerful, awesome sword, and then it's like, oh, game's over, can't enjoy. I mean, it. I can I can jump back in, but it saves you right before you defeat Ganon. Yeah. So like he's just still there, and I'm like, what am I? I want to hang out with my good friend Zelda, my girl, <laughs> and like run around. I want to see my boyfriend side on hang out with him just like no threat at all that'd be ideal i guess that's what breath of the wild 2 is for it's not ganon's <laughs> back and he's sexier yeah. than ever yeah but your girl's also back and you're exploring true. stuff true. with her so hi i'm luke there's <laughs> <laughs> something so sad about it oh hi. Luke. I'm Luke. I'm Luke. Hey, yo, I'm Luke. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, not nope. even. Can, can we get an it's your boy, Luke? Hey, yo, it's your boy, Luke. Uh, and my dad fact for this week is the uh, name of Baby Godzilla in the 1978 series, the Hanna-Barbera TV series, is Godzuki. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I uh, know. That's cute. Just wanted you guys to know that's that. That's really freaking cute, actually. He's got little wings and stuff, too. It's kind of weird, considering that Godzilla doesn't have wings. So I don't really know how that works. But I mean, they're yeah. vestigial. They'll fall off later in life. Yeah, I guess. They like just doesn't really teeth. fit with the rest of the canon, though. So, yeah. 
So how about so this how podcast? About <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was I just realized I didn't actually pull out my D100. So now I was going to try to hunt for it really Wait, quietly. I'm sorry, but you no actually thing. have a D100? Yeah. Yes, she has a golf ball. Who doesn't have a golf no, ball? No, 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 no. It's like it goes by things of 10. So it's like 10, 20. Oh, I should probably do oh, that your percentiles? too. Yeah, like I have that and I didn't I didn't pull it out. So I was I can't do it like subtly. So I just wanted to like warn everyone That's before subtle. I started digging. I don't think we've ever done subtle before. Nope. We all just finished listening to episode 40, Rules for Dadtastic Medieval War Games. In this episode, the dads finally played some gosh darned Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Yeah, they did. They I'm got like rules heavy and on. stuff. Found it. Okay. Rules. Yeah, there are a lot of rules. Them. It was very so exciting to hear them like, no rules. I mean, I think Freddie said that he cut out like Freddie helping Anthony find the rules in the 80 page document, I think. But still I mean, finding rules and using them Ah, and using them and doing them, quote unquote, right. And being fighting men. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fighting things. Like, making like Robin Hood men in tights. Hell yeah. Uh, so first things first, uh, Glenn and Canary go on a munchie quest <laughs> and Glenn tries some like weird stunt maneuver where he accidentally drops the spliff, the doobie into Canary's hand. Ew. Uh, the joint. I there's I'm just going to keep sounding like a narc. It's the, fine. Uh, the marijuana cigarette. The, <laughs> the wacky tobacco. Wacky tobacco. The devil's lettuce. Uh, he drops it into Canary's hand. I think to just like test if someone's accidentally trying to hurt someone. It hurts. Yeah. But uh, that didn't really flesh out. So it was just kind of a weird thing for Glenn to do for a second. Uh, just Glenn being Glenn, you know. But I got you, Freddie. Freddie, in this episode, super in this episode, unbelievably in this episode, which is surprising because they split the party. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah. You think they're going to take another episode to reunite everyone? Absolutely. You don't? Yeah. It's a yeah. slow motion. It's slow motion, <laughs> like sprint at each other. A reunited hug in a and it feels so good. good. <laughs> um, it, it'll be truly beautiful. Canary, love to see her again. Super stoked. She's great. Uh, she's Why stoked. didn't they put her in a homunculus and like send well, her she's down? She's not going to like risk it. What's she got to do? Well, she yeah, gotta, like, she's got to be there to, like, help him out of the homunculus because it's, yeah. it's not fucking Inception. Well, also, like, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. Uh, and her wife's is. not her wife. Fuck. <laughs> I keep confusing Canary with our our fake character. Our <laughs> <laughs> um, Osprey. Uh, but it's fine. I was going to say her wife's not there to, like, help out to get the homunculi <laughs> out of the. Um, Don't give them a lesbian. Down. We want the only lesbian. Yeah. Anthony, you got to work for your lesbian. Yep. AKA, you simply go, this one's a lesbian, and I'll, <laughs> I'll probably die happy. Like, that's gonna, that's probably what is what it's going to take. You'll immediately imprint on her and just be like, lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Jacob in Twilight on that fucking baby. Yeah, that's me. Yep. On that really creepy baby. Yeah, that's a doll. Yeah, get that reference. Hold on. Yep. What? You've never seen Twilight? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> That made it into the final cut. Yeah, that no, is the final goddamn the final cut. cut of Twilight. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's you know, if if Twilight said this baby's <laughs> a lesbian, I feel like I'd be like, on it. Wap, mine now. Anyway, Canary couldn't be a homunculus because she's gotta help him back. Like right, I, fine. I like I know they could just die. And like come back and it'd be fine, yeah. like Daryl did. Yep. Immediately, which is what we the segue that I set up for sure. Uh to talk about Daryl and Dan Poor Marino. Darryl. Dan yeah. Marino. Do you think that if they had more time and were like a little bit more alone time, that Daryl would have tried to kiss Dan Marino the <laughs> Dan Marino was Daryl's first crush. No, no, no. Dan How Marino old is, is Daryl. Old. Like Dan Marino is Daryl's Prince Charming. And so when Daryl passed out because he was piloting Dan Marino, he'd go in for that that sleeping beauty kiss. Aww. So sweet. So sweet. So tender. And he didn't get his chance. No. Dan Marino, get... if you're listening to our podcast for some reason, <laughs> um why? Hi. Hi, a big fan of your pizza place <laughs> that you worked at. <laughs> that I worked at. Um, Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza, owned by Dan Marino, or started by Dan Marino, and people, men, 
men would ask me and be like, did Dan Marino come in? And there definitely was like a framed photo of Dan Marino and like his Dolphins jersey somewhere. And I'd be like, haha, probably. Oh, you just missed him. (laughs) So Dan Marino was one of the homunculi and he died very quickly because he huffed some gas, which is the most boring way to go. So we got Henry's homunculus. Which was mm-hmm. just just an elf, if I remember correctly. It was Henry, mm-hmm. but with pointy ears. Mm-hmm. Henry as an elf. Love and it. no glasses. And no Love glasses, it. yeah. And boy, howdy, did he go through that dungeon with Ron. Well, I mean, we're getting more of the dynamic duo, which I'm totally yeah. okay with because i do yeah. love the dynamic the, the wombo combo is excellent yes mm-hmm. the ronbo combo wombo yes the ronbo con com combo uh so ron was a dog ron loves dogs and sparky i, I love the, the mage hand which was just a zombie hand on a stick perfect <laughs> really really great it's exactly what Gygax recommended when he said uh-huh, bring uh-huh. your imagination on the list of things you need to bring to play first edition D&D imagination zombie hand it. on a stick yeah and dog and dog Come on. S- some kid in an 80s basement has done that before a wise agnity once told me that you can be literally anything in D&D one uh so long as it makes sense and mm-hmm. by golly did a dog and Dan Marino and Henry, but an elf <laughs> makes sense. Yep. Uh, yep. Six foot tall dog makes complete sense. It's like those that that gigantic shaggy dog that like, yeah, when it stands up like on its hind legs, it's like eight feet tall. You mean the shaggy dog? <laughs> the <hip laughs> oh, no. Look at me. Look at me. Referencing two movies. I'm very proud of you. Woo! I am proud of you. Thank you. Ron as a dog is very cute. It like feeds more into the, you know, he met Samantha Mm -hmm. via Pet Finder. Mm -hmm. I am 100% convinced that the dog that he went as in in D&D 1.0 is the dog that he catfished Samantha as. (laughs) I am 100% convinced of that. Beth said that he was a schnauzer. He said he was a hug. Oh, yeah, that? Ron doesn't know what dogs are, so that he probably believed that this was a hug sl- slash schnauzer. I would hug it, therefore I would hug it. Yeah, I definitely would hug it. One of my favorite things about fandom is that um, people can kind of interpret all the dads differently and all the sons differently. And I, someone somewhere was like, because Ron said that TJ has sandy colored hair and someone somewhere in order to justify their TJ head canon just said like, Ron knows that sand can be different colors. <laughs> and like, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I really do like that. Yeah, that's a fact that Ron knows. So uh. Also, it's the beauty of Ron too, is that Ron is not the, brightest so you could say he did catfish samantha as a dog that he thought was a hug but it can simply be a dog that he would give a hug to mm-hmm. right maybe he just refers to all dogs as hugs we'll never know i mean we'll probably know which that's absolutely adorable so i'm gonna roll next time it. we have beth on yeah we'll, we'll talk she's about next it. right we're just gonna keep pushing freddie <laughs> <laughs> no we like freddie well now I know. we are That'd be funny. Think about it. Yep. Okay, so let's uh, move along. So our dungeon is just uh, an office space. With people from the 30s who I'm guessing have been shot and a script that was referenced in a mod. Weird. Dun, dun, dun. Heart's greatest desire. Yes. So let me get this out there because they did the disclaimer at the end of the episode, but some people Mm -hmm. don't listen to the end of the episode. And for some reason, listen to our podcast. You do not need to listen to Amod in order to enjoy Dungeons and Daddies. So if you're not a patron and you're like, oh man, I'm not going to get this part because of me not being a patron or me not being able to afford at the Mountains of Dadness, it's okay. As much as I want it to be like including the characters from Amod, because right. it, it would be fun. But I, but in order to do that, they would have to release that to the public. And it is something that yeah. they are very proud of and exists on its own. So it probably won't be anything more than a fun little Easter egg for us AMOD listeners. Didn't they release episode one, though? Yes, Correct. they did. Yeah, what episode one is in the regular show. Yeah, so the name of the script was in that, and all the most of the characters were in that. That's true, but I still don't think they're going to like... This no. is Meryl Streep's hat or something like that. <laughs> or like someone was like, is the goblin stud? And like, probably not. Hildy Russell is still alive. Or not the goblin. Fuck, I keep calling stud a goblin. <laughs> 
What did they defeat? Studs a stud. Zombie. Yep. Yep. But studs a goblin. They just forgot to mention it. That's canon. It's <laughs> now canon. Thank you. It's just a swole goblin. So we also see Daryl's colon baby, which I really, I thought was <laughs> just a mistyping of Jamie's. Daryl's colon baby. Well, this was a while ago. Um, the the monster that he shot out in the locker room. I, I wonder if we're gonna like see that at the end of this run. If that'll be the revelation. Oh, because I mean, it was something that Henry realized, and so there's been a long tradition of like Lark and Sparrow drawing the Doodler from scratch. Uh huh. And so there's I don't know something genetic about this curse. And when Beth had Ron look at it, there wasn't that same level of recognition. Right. So, And yeah. there is a very interesting theory about trauma being inherited. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. Like that. So I am going to call it that back in the football locker room, uh, Daryl, shout out a little doodler. Congratulations. It's a doodler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy That had for a you. Charleston shoe wrapper around its body. Yeah, it was a really weird looking Charleston shoe. And Daryl just didn't notice because he was so excited to have one. Well, it was like a Charleston shoe that had been paid in his pocket for like three weeks and it had been through a lot of stuff. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. True, 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 they true. do grow tentacles when uh, when you leave them too long. Yeah. That's just a thing they do. So it's normal. Wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then they found some little goblin friends to hang out with. I love them. Who's fucking shocked? No, yeah. I think just all twins in here are my favorite. Um, they're incredible. Here's the thing, Anthony, if you're listening. Hey, uh, stop begging my mom. <laughs> Moving on. Here's the thing. No, here's the thing. You can just say they're lesbians. That's all I'm saying. Is that if you go, these goblins, they're lesbians, and then you move on. Yeah, you don't have to explain further. You don't have to explain. It might be pandering to Nikki, but it's also incredibly good. Anthony, pander to me. <laughs> Please. Stop pandering her mom and pander to her. Oh, no. I think that's pamper, but... Okay. Nope. Oh, all right. This episode <laughs> ended with Daryl and Glenn not realizing until it's too late that the Lord of Chaos, a.k.a. Larkin Sparrow, are now about to power bomb into the hatch to see what happens. Power! Yep. Power! Power! I'm yep. sorry yep. that I'm not cat to you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I miss her every day. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I can still hear her voice. But she's she's not your girlfriend who lives in Canada, though. But she nope. does live in Canada. She does. No. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yes. Yes, she does live in Canada. Um, and she's and totally met your girlfriend. My, yeah, my girlfriend... Lives in Canada. She goes to a different school, but she lives in Canada, like I promise. Here's the thing. We've talked about how Anthony won't kill kids, but will he age up kids? Oh, yes. Yeah. And then kill them? Mm. And then kill them. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to piece together what Jamie said, because uh, I'm a dumbass. But Age them up, yes. Kill them after that? I don't think so. But I think it's on the line of, if they're 50 now, then they're not kids. So... I Check, mean, wait. they're not even 50. They're going to be 65 because they're age 50 years. Mm. Um, they're 60, in the 60s. 63. 62, oh, so they're going to be like set for retirement. Yeah. Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? They might They might love Except that. Except not because they haven't made any money. Yeah. They don't have yeah. anything to retire on. Bro, if I could retire right now, I would. I'm basically I retired. Mean, That's how I feel. Same, but. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't we all? My parents yeah. are retired. I might as well just join them. Uh -huh. uh, mine are too, but they're <laughs> bastards and don't let me, you know, hang out Retire with, with them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that'll be interesting. I'm sure something will happen because it's the podcast and something it wacky is. wacky will happen. I mean, they're just not going to change in any like visible way, except for they're going to grow giant beards. That's it. <laughs> big bushy beard. A like, great big bushy beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's sort of like nobody in Oakvale or whatever recognizes what it means to get old. They just all kind of grow beards. <laughs> so they just then, they just assume that. And then one day when it's their time to go, they step into the great hatch and they just turn into dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Mo uh, mommy, where did our pet lizard go? Oh, honey, he walked into the latch. He's hatch, fine. Hatch, hatch latch. Hatch. The jack. The joke. It's probably a latch on the hatch, but yeah. 
All right, let's move along. Jesus Christ. Do you know that song's called Latch? Uh, Lark and Sparrow are going to die. Is that what we said? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yes. Yeah, so that's what's going to happen. At least one of them got to see it happen, though, because then we just like start out the next episode with two dead kids at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> no, he's not going to kill kids, but the, the, the training wheels are off, so he could just very well age up. You kill a kid. <laughs> I crit a kid. That's like a fun <laughs> reference, right, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very fun. We're fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily, yes. Yes, we are. I like reminding us that we're a fan cast. Theoretically. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. Close the door. Aw, shucks, Mom. I would, but we don't have one. Come on down to Doris's Door Dorporium. Stop by for our doorbuster specials. We have all the doors you could possibly need. We have French doors, doggy doors, old doors, and new doors, big doors, little doors, doors for the kids. If you need a door for the barn, we have barn doors. Thanks, Ma. Just what I always wanted. I'll take such good care of my new door. This weekend only, we have our special doorbuster special. When you buy one door, we'll include a bag of door food and a completely complimentary collar for free. I'm Doris, and I want you to buy my doors before they walk out of my shop. Please, they won't stay in their cages. They just walk right out the front of the store. That's right. These doors are just walking right out of the store. Get yours today. Speaking of um, doors, no. because um, so I read the freaking books, which is a problem. And now I just want to share all this information about the first three white box books about D&D and D&D and D&D. And <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? Doors? D&D and D&D and D? There's a lot of D's. Diners and drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Diners Dungeons and dragons and doors and... Diners and drive-ins. And... Diners and drive-ins and dives. Yeah, we know we got it. Uh-huh. And daddies. Yeah, we got and that. And daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to diners, drive-ins, and dives. And dungeons. And dungeons and, and dragons, dragons and doors. And daddies. And daddies. And daddies and... You're going to watch me eat chili off a dragon. <laughs> and doors. <laughs> doors is here too. <laughs> Donkey sauce. Donkey sauce? Yeah, that's Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll take your word for it. But don't take our (laughs) word for it. Donkey sauce tastes awesome on... uh, What was it? Like goblin dogs or whatever? Dragon chili? Dragon chili. Donkey dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Doors. (laughs) Doors. (laughs) Speaking of food, fun fact about rations in OD&D. Oh, yeah? One bulb of garlic is worth the same amount as a whole week of rations. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that good shit, you know? ridiculous. I'm pretty sure somebody in the military would, in fact, trade a bulb of garlic for military rations. No, I think it's the other way around. Those military rations aren't going down. Jamie? Uh, I I don't know. You've had to eat MREs before, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, well... Whether or not it's bad depends on your opinion of Chef Boyardee food. Before the podcast started, <laughs> we were literally talking about canned pastas and how it's literally, it is wet, some hot cuisine. Yeah, because like the best MREs are like penne and the cheese tortellini. And yeah, like it's just like eating, you know, canned Chef Boyardee oh. that is somehow fresher. Oh, and doesn't it make you like in. not shit forever? Yeah, the gum has the sweetener in the gum as actually a laxative when you take a bunch of it. Yeah, (laughs) that's nice. (laughs) One time I threw up from astronaut ice cream. Is that the same? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Speaking about astronauts, (laughs) there are portals in D&D and OD&D that'll send you to the moon. (gasps) Speaking of astronauts. That's, That's spicy. Maybe that's what they're going to find there. Is it our moon or is it is it like Faerun's moon? Mune? Mune? Get the man a glass of malk. Malk. What? That's what I said. I said malk. 
Isn't the mirror so beautiful tonight? <laughs> in the sample map that they provide in book three of how to build your dungeon, uh, there's actually a portion of it that's like very specifically says, you should not build this. It's actually quite mean to your players, but Gary Gygax <laughs> included it anyways because he's Gary Gygax. <laughs> and that's just how he do. Yeah. And it includes a portal to anywhere, which could include the moon. And I, um, and there was a spell or an item or something that if you did a thing that Gygax didn't like, it would send you to the moon. So, okay. <laughs> to the moon, Alice! To the moon! Oh, wait. No, I found it. <laughs> so there are scrolls in the game, magic scrolls that are found within treasure, and there's like a whole system of which monsters have which kinds of treasures, and it's like a alphabetical classified thing according to how much gold and silver and copper and bullshit that they have they all have like there's a chance that you can get a scroll within the magical treasure and there's a 10 percent chance of scrolls that are found that they're cursed there's a 25 percent chance that that curse spell will teleport you and then there's a 12.5 percent chance that the scroll will teleport you to another planet how is that chance count? Like, there, it does. The DM would have to be like, "This scroll teleports you." Right, and then there's like, the, there's no chance of anything. What the fuck are you talking about, Gary Gygax? I can just simply say, "This scroll teleports you." No, that's the thing. You pick up a scroll. The scroll doesn't tell you what kind of scroll it is. If you open it up, though, it, what happens is that it's a curse scroll, and then you roll for curse on a table. Um, so, okay, fine, table, fine. There's if you roll yeah. a seven or an eight, the seven will. Uh, transport you a thousand feet or miles or something i hope it's miles <laughs> feet is just a mild yeah. inconvenience <laughs> yeah the thing with those feet though is that everything in the book is given in terms of inches because it's all supposed to be played on graph paper of course of course yeah so and then like the con like the conversion is every inch is supposed to be 10 feet and then so like if it was a thousand feet in the book that would be like that's a lot of graph paper yeah <laughs> all right yeah. timmy roll out your graph paper that you've been using for trig or whatever i think it might just say a thousand miles <laughs> you're not going to use this for math class <laughs> as it is suggested in the uh items that you should have before playing it should be one sixth inch graph paper which i don't know exists anymore oh, no. <laughs> think about that <laughs> yeah because a sixth of inches haven't existed since the 70s we got rid of them still trying to get what? rid of the penny <laughs> is that real or are you just fucking with me <laughs> yeah, no. the problem with jamie is that jamie could say anything to me and i'd probably believe him yeah yeah no i mean like, he's a dad he has that power here's the thing we abolished the centimeter in america in yep. 1900 and i'd be like okay so i guess when i see centimeters on things it's older than 1900 and it's yeah. illegal <laughs> yeah those are those are actually measured in washington's which are roughly a centimeter uh-huh yeah oh yeah uh -huh. <laughs> Shit, I believe you. <laughs> so but basically, really, this is me yeah. admitting that I'm really easy to gaslight. <laughs> yeah, we're just super Shit. gullible. It's fine. Yeah, and, and I also like how in D&D, the sound of opening a scroll isn't the sound of like paper unfurling. It's just dice rolling and then people cursing. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a 10% chance that it's actually a curse. Otherwise, it can be quite useful. Oh, only 10%. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's not There's that a 4% chance every potion that you found is poison. That's not 4%, though. Yeah, same same with real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> wait, so there's, like, no way to identify them? You just gotta chance it, or...? Well, with the potions, uh, there are spells that'll, like, make things that are poisonous, not poisonous, and whatnot. Okay. With the scroll, it's, like, specifically said in the book, like, you should make sure there's a mechanic to make sure that your players will open up the scrolls as soon as they get them. Like, make them disappear if they have them for too long so you can curse them. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gygax was just Gygax, and he liked <laughs> making his players play for did he? Did he like the people that he was playing with? No, I almost don't definitely think he not. Did. No, there's, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way he liked the people he was playing with. No. Okay, I just... That's the only true way to playtest anything. But he probably has he has reason to do so. I mean, the ideal player ratio listed in the beginning of book one is 1 to 20. Oh my god. <laughs> one ref, 20 players. And you're like, the thing is like, one. you can play Dave! with minimum of Dave, four roll dexterity! <laughs> okay, class, today we're going to be going through a dungeon. <laughs> Jeremy? 
Jeremy, can you bring you and 19 friends? I'm the referee this time. Can you bring them? <laughs> so it's just like poor Gary and like this like auditorium of nerds with like <laughs> That's what I call my house. Auditory auditorium <laughs> like, of nerds. You, you keep twenty dudes in under floorboards or something, <laughs> just waiting to play D and D. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, I need all of you to roll. Yes, that's what Kelly sounds like. like. That's your Gary guy No, that was my Buffalo Bill. It puts the dice on the um, tray. That was a fucking terrible <laughs> Buffalo Bill. <laughs> would you fuck me, Jamie? I would you for his Would you roll me? Nope. They suggest that you have four to twenty pairs of d6s on you when you play this game. Four, four to, to 20, twenty pairs. pairs. Blaze it of six-sided dice, <laughs> not d6s. To be fair, they don't. Okay. They have, yeah, no, there's a big difference, but they haven't come up with the abbreviation of d6 or like d anything yet. So, like when they say a twenty-sided dice, they have to spell it out every single time. Oh my god! Ugh. So. Ugh. Everything in this book is like a six-sided die. I would hate that. And then, of course, the dice, like, you know, like a modern gaming dice set, it just has the numbers printed on it. It's still counted by pips in this. Yeah, right. I mean, that makes sense because everybody's rating the Monopoly box or Yahtzee, I guess. Boggle. Everything is like, you roll for pips plus one. I guess back when they were inventing this, there was really only one DM and there were like 20 dudes who wanted to play it. So Gagax was like, okay, you're all dead. You know, you're all super easy to kill. You're all fighting, man. Is that, no, wasn't there a rule that was like, you can be literally whatever you want so long as it makes sense to what level you are? Like if you, so so like that feels like Gygax is just setting himself up for disaster of like 15 of the 20 people can be like, I want to be a, a dragon. dragon. Yeah, that's wow, the that was that's the example. Yeah, that's the example. I was trying to not say dragon because that was the example. 15 oh. out of 20 people can be like, I want to be a dog. I want to be a giant. What are you going to do about it? And Gygax is like, you're a four foot giant. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Gygax, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Said Gygax. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, and we need an insta kill rule. And that man, and that man was Matthew Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> The thing with the insta-kill rule, I know Anthony was like, oh, poison just kills people automatically, but the thing is, and... <laughs> um, actually, shuffles notes. <laughs> Adjust glasses. Um, a cleric save would be 11, which is, I think, what Matt said it was gonna be, or Anthony said, uh, save yeah. 11, when he said death finger or whatever, or death ray, yeah. which is yeah. the <laughs> only instance of that in the rest of the book is as a product of a cleric's death finger spell. Anyway, um, (laughs) if you make a save against poison, uh, it means you take half possible damage, which would imply that there is actually a damage for full damage, and it's not just insta-kill. So you're only mostly dead. Right. You know. Well, 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 Anthony. Well, well, well. To be fair, there is, like, no, I, like, what does the damage happen to, like, the... Like, amount of damage that each monster does is only, like, a d6, so it's probably supposed to just be a d6 of damage, because everything in this game. I mean, you need 20 pairs of D6s to play, so everything's a fucking D6 in this game. Except for rolling on tables. There's a lot of D100 tables, including my favorite table, which is the sword creation table, because swords <laughs> in this game have intelligence, and they have alignments, and they have egos. Ooh, ooh, can we do this? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, this is why you need that D100. Sounds interesting. We are not ready to do this in any way. All right, I got mine for your dice. No way. Not you guys. All right, what are we doing? What do we do? Roll a D100. Roll a D100. All right, I got a 62. I got a 26. Hey! (laughs) I got a 79. Oh. Aw. Aw. Uh, 37. So Nikki, Kelly, and Luke all have lawful swords. Hey. Jamie, of course I do. your sword is a neutral sword. Ooh. All right. I feel like I'm going to type I'm writing this, this down. I, yeah, I, I want to. I'm going to type this on our outline. I, I did this a uh, little bit of an exercise in the NADPOD Discord earlier today. And then uh, somebody actually drew their sword. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. I rolled my D12. Mm-hmm. And I got a five. Your sword is dumb. My sword is what? <laughs> dumb. It's non-intelligent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a four. Uh, Your sword is also not intelligent. It's unintelligent, but it's got a good heart. I got a nine. Your sword has three primary powers. Oh, 
I also got a nine. Wow. All those primary powers. So you guys roll a D100 for each of your primary powers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to, Kelly and I are going to sit over here for our, yeah, this our, is, our this lawful, is... <laughs> stupid swords. What if I got uh, an 11? I got. If you got an 11, then. Okay. Give me yours first, Jamie, because you did it right. I got a 45, a 38, and what? what's a double zero? Is that zero, zero? So two. That's a hundred. A hundred. A hundred and two? <laughs> I think just hundreds. <laughs> Buddy. Oh, no. If you got two zeros and a two, it's a two. Yeah. Your sword, your primary powers, it can note shifting in the walls and rooms. So if your referee is rewriting the maps on you, your sword knows. It can detect traps and it can also locate secret doors. Fucking helpful Ooh. sword. So many doors. <laughs> and it's neutral. It, it's like it's wacky, neutral. wacky. It's like those smart swords from that sword comic. Yeah, sure. We all know what you're talking about. Definitely. Comic, you know. That was a reach. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lucas. Okay, I got a 98 first. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Your sword can't give you a hand job. <laughs> well, it means you get two rolls. So now you have four primary rolls total. Great. I wanted to roll more. Okay. Well, the other ones I got so far were uh, 28 and 12. Okay. 11, uh, 51. So your 11 and 12 are both noting shifting in the walls. So your sword's just really fucking good at knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sword is paranoid <laughs> and knows the walls are moving at all times it's pretty sure the dm is out to get you or the roof is out to get you <laughs> um it can also detect sloping passages <laughs> wait i could do that <laughs> <laughs> okay and then it can see invisible objects so you got one good one in there okay cool <laughs> thanks <No>. sword <laughs> Between you and Jamie, you can locate secret tours, detect traps, and see invisible objects. Okay, yeah. Between the two of us, we have one useful sword. <laughs> and two lawful stupid swords. <laughs> yep. It's like it's like the hobbits from the Lord of the Ring. Is that is that a reference people got? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. My also, other D twelve got an eleven. Oh, I have to roll another one? No, I just wanted to do oh, it for fun. I got enough. Because she wanted to hand a smart sword. Yeah. The 11 means that it actually is quite high Dumb. out of a D12. So it gets three powers. It knows a language and can talk to you. And it reads magic. Oh, God. But she doesn't have that sword. Aww. She don't have that sword. So <laughs> Sucks. But if you did. If I did, if you that did, would be, be pretty really cool. fucking cool. Yeah. Dang. Um, if you get a 12, though, what happens is that your sword gets the three primary powers, can read language, can uh, read magic, and then it can also have a extraordinary ability. And Hand you, are, you roll a D100 <laughs> to see what your extraordinary ability would be. Would be. Yeah. At uh, 24. 24 means that your sword has ESP. It's not even that cool. It's not even that cool. Gygax? It can read thoughts. Oh, not only mine, like everyone's. I For some reason, I thought it could only read my thoughts, which is the no. most useless ability. <laughs> no, no. The swords grant the powers to the players. Just like, Nikki, no, no. Petrol. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you just get this lawful sword in your pocket who's just trying to keep you on track. Yeah. So I have a narc of a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Just along for the ride. Hey, you know, it's it's illegal for you to stab people like this. <laughs> <laughs> if you huff that flower that makes you forget things, stop it. <laughs> okay, fuck. You huff the flower again. Huff the flower. This is the 17th time you've done this in the last 24 minutes. I don't know how you've done that. <laughs> You shouldn't be able to get this high that often. And your Amazon shipment is coming now. <laughs> if I had telekinesis, I would kill you. So my sword's just dumb? Like, there's no other things for my sword? Yeah, we don't get shit else. That's why, why I'm bored. Well, the thing is, when, you have a, when you're under uh, six, the first six, one through six, you, your sword doesn't have a high enough intelligence to have the blah, blah, blahs or whatever. But there's not but, like um, a... Like a you can roll a d12 for like the color of your sword and you can roll <laughs> well, a... not the color of the sword but you can roll a d100 and that will determine what like hit die and what 
fun shit you're so Oh, like how many? I keep rolling the 20s. I rolled a 22. So my sword's just stupid and weak and useless. It's made out of it's made out of ice. It's just useless. <laughs> I rolled a 31. You could kill someone good once. Yeah. Is this only swords? Like, can you get like a Warhammer that just loves karaoke? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just fucking swords. Hammers get like a half a passage. Swords, three pages. No joke. Wow. That's because swords are the coolest. They're so cool. Yeah. The 31 and the 28 are both plus one swords. That's it. You that's all rolled plus one swords. Yeah. Plus one swords. Great. Cool. Sword plus one. That's it. So it's a D6 of damage plus one. Yeah. Cool. Great. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Roll a D100, Luke. See what, if you score better than 35. 50. 50 even. Ooh. It has the locate objects ability. The plus Are you one sword. serious? Plus a look. Yep. <laughs> oh, great. My sword has eyes. Whoa, your sword's a metal detector, dude. <laughs> but it can't talk, so all it can do is just find stuff and then not tell you. Like a dog. Like a dog. It can, it, it'll vibrate in your hand. Ooh, now I'm interested. <laughs> no. We really communicate by empathy at that intelligence level. <laughs> You're just making shit up now. I'm not. Yeah, I can't, okay? I can't wait to draw my sword. It's just a fucking sword. Yeah, it's just a dumb fucking sword with buck teeth. Like, Jamie and Luke get cool swords. They got, like... My sword is not cool. My, co- my yeah. sword is fucking stupid as shit. It's got like those Coke bottle goggle- glasses on it that make goggles. It's eyes and a tinfoil hat. <laughs> I I think there's a door in front of us. Yes, there is. Thank you, sword. I have eyes. Thanks. Yes, sword. Oh, yeah. So you guys know how uh, Will was like, I'm an elf. I should be able to find all doors. Guess what elves can't do? See? See in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, see in the dark, actually, every monster is supposed to be uh, assumed to have dark vision, except for player characters. What? That's, oh. Yeah. <laughs> player characters can't see in the dark. Everything else can see in the dark. Isn't that great? The hell? Yeah. Uh, to find secret doors and shit, elves are supposed to actually roll a d6, as most things are. And if they get a one or a two, they can sense a secret door but they only sense something they don't sense that there's a door but also they don't sense other things so really could only be a door <laughs> i want to sense a door i got a six you sense something is it a door you can't tell but <laughs> <laughs> well, wait i was rolling for the door thing right yeah is it a door i'm not sure these rules <laughs> remind me of some of the cards in betrayal at house of the hill specifically one of my oh, favorite shit, ones yeah is like it's it's like a poison bo- it's like a bottle of a liquid and you can slam it right and for most part it gives you good things but if yep. you roll a zero you just die <laughs> and yep. i think that's so fun because you have to slam it in order to like get good things but if you roll a zero you do just die and i like that's what this feels like to me <laughs> yeah that tracks at these lower levels it really is because like the hit die for people is like you get one dice that's it and you get like one yeah. d six of health, and that's there's all no you get. pluses. Yeah, clerics don't have spells when they're first level. Like they just of have course. whatever weapon they're supposed to have. Uh, magic users only have one one level spell. And oh first God. level spells are like absolute shit. I mean, it's like be friends. And wait, Agnity, weren't you saying there was something amazing about high level clerics? What they like graduate into. Oh, yeah, because I mean, like, that's the other thing is that these don't have numbers on their levels. It's like, oh, you're a bishop now and that shit. Like, I think you start as a veteran and accolade and you start uh, as a veteran. Yeah, that's a first level (laughs) fighter. Of course. An accolade is a first level cleric and then a medium is a first level magic user. It's because this is adapted from Chainmail or some other Gygax game that's all about like fighting with tons of armies. And so they just took a lot of the rules for like a single dude and it's like, you get to play as him. Can I play as like 12 of them? No, just one. Interesting. <laughs> that's Yeah. So I mean, the uh, you graduate up. I was into clerics when I went through this. I found the clerics and I enjoyed them a lot. They the weird thing about this game, too, is that it's like, oh, the point isn't to save the world. The point is to have a castle. Um, (laughs) of course yes yeah right like you do 
Yeah, so you go down in the dungeons, you get your money, you come up, and then you buy a castle, and then your castle attracts people to pay taxes, so you can buy bigger castles, I guess. I, it's more like a real estate investment. Than... <laughs> so it's Which basically just, just a multi-level marketing. <laughs> yeah. But when you're the highest level cleric you can be, which is a patriarch, I, I mean, the cleric levels go from like acolyte and uh, local priest and all that. And then eventually. Local like, priest. Yeah, like village priest. <laughs> okay, so. Like, I, I get it because in the Eastern Orthodox Church, there are patriarchs, and yes. those are like obviously like really big in the church but <laughs> big daddies the fact that they're just daddies <laughs> yeah the, the, the highest level you can be as a cleric that's named as patriarch which can just be you know a super daddy a super daddy you just big daddy that you grow up out of the church <laughs> and you papa. just become a papa i always found it really funny that the pope in uh italian is il papa Il papa. So good. You <laughs> have to accent it right. Il papa. Fun fact that I didn't point out to Kelly earlier. Uh, the level on a, for a cleric before a patriarch is a llama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I, I, yeah, it so makes sense. sense. There's so I, many different religions that are being conflated that I yeah. don't. You go That's from like, an accolade to an adept <laughs> to a village priest, a vicar, a curate, a bishop, a llama, and then a dad. So they're oh. saying that the Dalai like, Lama is lower than a patriarch in like the, the Dalai Lama. I was like, wait, yeah, what? you become oh, a yeah. pack animal? No, L A M A. Yeah, Lama. All right, good wow. job, axe. Do you do you gain like the spit attack? <laughs> the clerics actually like you can. I mean, because you're chosen by God and all that bullshit, um, you collect <laughs> <laughs> you collect two times as much taxes and um, taxes. <laughs> yeah, once you get a castle in your multi-level marketing scheme. God, Gax, why do I have to pay taxes in your game? No, you this is the church, motherfucker. Taxes. Oh, I collect taxes. What is you this fucking monopoly? Taxes. What are you talking yeah. about? That's what I'm saying. They're it's the a church. fucking marketing scheme. It's teeths, bitch. Tithes. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you're a baron, which is the or you're a lord, a lord becomes a baron when he buys uh, a castle. Wise old oil baron. <laughs> right. The lord is the highest level of fighting men, and he becomes a baron when he buys a castle. Um. He Four becomes a Rockefeller after That's that. That's how he levels up. Guess, uh, yeah, buys so, a castle. Fun fact, being a lord is a higher level than being a superhero. Uh, what? Yeah, what? yeah. superheroes <laughs> under lord. I always knew Lord Farquaad could defeat Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was it. compensating for something? Gygax's yeah, new right. sci-fi fucking sucked. <laughs> I think I think Gygax just hated tabletop games. It was like I'm gonna make the shittiest tabletop game. And everyone was like, "What if? What if we love we it? What love if we it? love what if we it? Love it, and it's gonna make money for the next forty years at the very least." Isn't it insane that it's been out since 1974? Right. So it's like 46 years old. We're still calling the class that hits people and can heal people cleric. I love it. It's so stupid. But do they collect taxes today? I think not. <laughs> Fly is a third level spell all the way back in 74, and it's still a third level oh, spell. Oh, Gary Gygax is dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. dude. Oh, okay, just, I didn't know that, I didn't know that Gary Gygax died. Dead. No, he's dead. Uh, yeah. He yeah, does he have did. a son. Is he Gygax Jr.? Ernie, I think, right? Ernie. <laughs> also, is his is his name fake? Was it a pretend name that he made up for himself? Mm. No, nope. Ernest Gary Gygax. Luke Gygax is one of his. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he had a lot of Luke. kids. Luke, Elise, Ernest, Cindy, Lucian, Alexander, oh, Lucian. Heidi, well, that's the Mary, Lucian Cindy, is the vampire. Heidi Joe. <laughs> Oh, there's Heidi and Heidi Joe and Alexander Hugh Hamilton. Oh, my God. Alexander so, Hugh Hamilton. He was okay. fucking to make the players in his game. He wanted to hit the 20 cap. <laughs> did you like how harsh I hit the Hugh Hamilton? I did. It was really good. But I, I love the idea that his wife was just like, oh, no, not he tonight. Two go, go invent a game. <laughs> He had two whole wives, though. This nerd fucked. 
He's got Nerds a good enough players, fuck. man. He's got to hit that twenty people cap. Cap is fifty. <laughs> His sim- Alexander Alexander Hugh Hamilton. Oh, sorry, fifty. All right, are. keep it going. <laughs> Heidi Joe, Lucian Paul, Ernest G, Mary Elise, and Cindy Lee. Grandparents are Almina Burdick Gygax and Ernst Gygax. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Fun fact about relatives in this game. Um, oh, <laughs> you have to have at least five. <laughs> you must procreate. No, uh, you can designate a relative of your character, which I guess you just make one up. And then oh. um, if you like your character suddenly disappears or whatever, um, and you're like, it, <laughs> they die. I'm going to say he dies because they use uh, women like to describe wolves, mother dragons, and... <laughs> Witches. There's like two pictures in this book of like yeah, beautiful witch and Amazon, and that's it. That's the only women in these books. Yeah, that's all you need. That that really tracks. I could go. So in oh D and D, I could go. I have a brother. Mm -hmm. His name is Ernst, (laughs) not Rumbo, (laughs) and then. Rumbo. <laughs> we can't bring back Rumbo again. We are too late. Uh so this is my I have a brother, his name's Ernst, and if I roll bad enough, he dies. Is that is that what I'm understanding is? <laughs> no, it, like, like you the, the referee the referee goes, make a brother check. And, really <laughs> and if I roll a one, my brother dies. You know what? I don't like the shit you're pulling right <laughs> now. Roll to see like if your brother this. dies. I like this. <laughs> I think we should bring this uh, back. I think we should make a podcast called Sungeons and Siblings. Yeah, the idea is that if your character goes off into a dungeon and dies, you can allocate uh, your brother um, and then to the party. (laughs) No, like you like leave him at home or whatever, and like he inherits all your shit if you die. So all your like golden shit in your castle and whatnot you just take a 10 percent tax oh, hit on it oh thank god ernst gets my castle when i die just <laughs> and he starts over at zero but he gets all of your shit which is just like a fun little idea i mean it's not like they're gonna bury you with your castle you can't take it with <laughs> you if they don't bury me in my castle i'm gonna be pissed fucking pyramid style <laughs> like like mounted in the wall or mounted like on the wall like a big bear statue just no, yeah i get i get taxidermied and then they just prop me up well, like a weird bear <laughs> under nice. this sheet of rock is dave the conqueror under this sheet of rock is lucy the not conqueror she kind of sucked <laughs> yeah over there we got ernst and Rumbo. Uh, just Rumbo's Ernst. Stop <laughs> saying brother. Ernst. I like the name Ernst. It's like they just took out a few of the letters of Ernest and were like, good enough. <laughs> I, I, you know, you have to admit that there is just something about a name that you can grunt. Ernst. <laughs> no. Anyway, no, my y'all have got to is the name Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to transition to the end of the episode. I'm having so much fun talking about D&D with you guys, but this is going to be a ridiculously long episode where we I know really I'm so ready for daddies. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. Where's the music goes here. Patang. This podcast was created and produced by a munchy group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Agnetti. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Grab the next episode in your app of choice or from Nikki.horse. Next episode should drop on September 7th. If you would like to buy our editor in 10-foot pole, consider becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash talking sons. We'd really appreciate it because Nikki won't stop poking her with her janky mage hand of her own. 10-foot poles cost one gold. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode 40? No, but Daryl should have kissed Dan Marino.